morning, sisterhood. It is September 5th. It's a hot one today and we are here. I feel like a disc jockey. Hello, everyone out there. Hello. <laughs> <We're here. laughs> Good morning. Thank you for those joining in with us on our Zoom call. Um, I think this is our I don't know, maybe 15th one, who knows. But we're, um, we're getting better. We're all Zooming in and, and logging on and we're just waiting for a few more people as well as I wanna thank those that are listening online or listening to the replay. We're so happy you're here. We have a great morning, a fun morning plan. Um, we're gonna dive into the word as soon as our pastor um, jumps on, she's coming on. But I just wanna read this scripture, um, September 5th in your one-year Bible. And I love this. And it says, plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. And I was reading that this morning. And I love what it says in the next verse. It says, light is sweet. How pleasant to see a new day dawning. And so this morning, it's not quite yet noon. It's still the morning. And we have an opportunity to plant our seed. And we'll have an opportunity later to um, give in the offering. But also, what else are seeds? I was thinking this morning, our time and how, especially in this day and age where everyone's going at once and we're busy and with Zoom calls and work and work from home and kids. And even though we're home and we're social distancing, we're all still very busy because we still have commitments and relationships, which that is our goal. That's Jesus's heart. So we're always connecting. So this morning as we're um, just sowing and giving of our time, we're being intentional um, with our effort. I encourage you just to um, lean in. Any distraction this morning, I encourage you to set it aside. You've carved out this time, this one hour to be together. And it is so important that our, our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Our heart is open to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say this morning. And as well, when it says, Light is sweet, how pleasant to see a new day dawning. Let's remember that the seeds this morning as we have the soil in our heart, the seeds that are gonna be sown, we have all day to be busy and to act upon the word of God that we're hearing this morning. May it not just fall to the wayside, but I pray that it will actually take heart in us because we don't know if the prophet's gonna come from one activity or another or actually both. So this morning, I don't know, I woke up with that. Jesse, let's be intentional. Let's tune in together. Let's, we, we're carving out this time as well as we have a lot of other things going on, but I know God honors that. So we're going to pray. And hi, Candice. Hi, Becky. I see everyone coming in. We're just going to pray this morning. And um, yeah, so, and then anything this morning, I just want to pray those that um, are not, hi, Pastor Di. We're just going to um, pray those that aren't well. I know some people um, are studying and, and catching up on work that aren't here. Um, some people aren't feeling well. So we're just going to pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for your presence. Lord, we are here. We're carving out time, Father God, to be with you and just to be in your word, Lord. And I thank you so much for the word that you've prepared inside Pastor Dye's heart, Father God, that you'll continue to do a mighty work in and through sisterhood this morning. I thank you for those that are here and those that aren't here, Father, that you will bless their home. Lord Jesus, bring healing to people's bodies, Father God, that are sick, Lord, um, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and spiritually, Father. And I thank you so much that those are that are studying, Lord, diligently, Father God, or maybe have work, Lord, that you'll continue to pour favor upon them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we commit this time to you. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Hi, Pastor Guy. Good morning. Hello, beautiful people. And those that are still sleeping. Amen. Amen. <laughs> At 11 o'clock. Well, um, it's so good to see you all for who I can see. And it's great to have Kim with us. Um, say hi to Kim, everyone. Yep. Hi, they're, Kim. They're all muted, but except Jess, say hi. She's, um, <laughs> she's in the car with her beautiful son, London. And um, hopefully we'll get to... Oh, hello. There you are. Hey, London. Can you believe it? So this is, so Kim is London's volleyball coach and um, her little boy, uh, his name is London. So we have our two Londons and he comes over and plays with London sometimes. And I have to go Lundy, London, two different, anyway, whatever. I'm just waiting for a few people to pop on, chatting about nothing. Okay, so Crystal, can I tell you how proud I am of you? seriously proud so if you don't know um crystal's news she was um handed a beautiful little baby um a week ago pretty much um princess can i say her name no nope. princess n because that's right i get the whole thing right yeah. and um obviously you know an emergency housing situation which is like very precious uh, anything to not have to go to, you know, a Orangewood. I mean, Orangewood is super lovely, but th that's like the last, if there's no one that can take the baby, especially like a newborn, three weeks old. Um, but here's the thing. So that baby's mum obviously has some resilience issues. So we're talking about um, resilience today. We've all got resilience issues somewhere. Right. I do. <laughs> we all do. And sometimes, um, you know, with some people, they're worse than others. And um, if we don't deal with... Jonathan and I were actually talking about the inner child um, this week. I don't even know why we were talking about it. But basically, I just said um, a child with... So the formative years, you know, the childhood formative years, um, obviously different seasons, but there is an era where children form their values, they form their beliefs, they form their um, resilience or their lack of resilience. And that doesn't go away with age. It only goes away by transformation. And so basically um, this poor mother, I say this poor mother because imagine losing, your, like you, you, the baby's taken away because you can't care for the baby because you've got so many issues. <laughs> and um, the fact that you want to see the baby restored to mum is just so godly, even though we know and we're praying for you because you want your baby, but for you to be, and we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe, you know, the judge might deem mum has had enough. We don't, know, we don't know the story. Sometimes there's several babies and several things going on or several kids, but um, I just wanted to give you a, um, just an encouragement today that you're doing the right thing, that with that attitude comes blessing. It's so lovely that you're, um, you're full of grace for the mum and full of love for the bub and you will always have her in your heart. Love you, Crystal. Thank you. But thank you, Father, for this whole situation right now. We pray, Lord God, for your will to be done, your will to be done in Jesus' name and for your peace and grace. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we are on um, resilience and if you were with me two weeks ago, um, I started this new series and 
I'm going to just read a little bit of, um, I'm going to recap if you weren't with us so you've, you can catch up. But resilience, this is the definition, what the um, dictionary says, it's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties um, and toughness. It's the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. And um, I mentioned last time that um, to recover quickly, how long is quickly? <laughs> quickly is five minutes for some things and it could be five years for others, depending on what's gone on. So, um, and then Robin shared about, you know, a little bit about her story and, you know, when you've gone through what Robin's gone through in, um, you know, seeing your, your daughter go out into eternity way ahead of time, um, that's a whole different level of resilience. The fact that Robin is still standing, is never, ever gave up on the Lord, never gave up on her life, never gave up on, I mean, she literally came and stayed in my home and I watched the grief and the resilience at the same time. It was like amazing. So I love you, Robin. You are the best. So resilience, we all need it somewhere and um, we're not going to, you know, talk necessarily about where we need it, but identifying, uh, identifying that within ourselves is very, very important. Um, so different seasons require different levels of resilience. We talked about uh, perspective and counting our blessings because while everything might be going wrong, something's going right. And I shared that the Holy Spirit spoke to me one day very clearly when I was feeling very flat about a lot of stuff, count your blessings. And I started to think about my kids. I'm like, okay, well, they're all doing fantastic. So <laughs> my, uh, you know, the kids that I birthed are doing amazingly well. And um, is it easy? No. But when I think about the fact that they're all living their life, Bella's home again. Talk about, she's home every six weeks. She might have a boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry, she's posted that. So, um, but just um, thinking of something. So we've got to think of something. It's the whole, the glass is half full scenario. When it's all going bad, think of something. I remember um, once I was in bed with Jonathan, just going to sleep, trying to go to sleep. And I said, I can't think of one thing right now that's going right. Not one thing. And he said, think of the word. And I literally got a visual picture of my Bible, not a scripture, because here, you know, there's lots of scriptures, but I, I literally, I love my Bible like a, like a teddy bear or like a <laughs> security blanket. And I went to sleep with a picture of the actual book. And sometimes if that's all we can do, I tell you what, I went, I went to sleep because when I thought about the entirety of what's in, in the power of the word, it actually calmed me down. And um, I'm just sharing with you, sisterhood's always going to be about real life, that I, the fact that I've got one, that I've got a husband, and we, and we are together a lot, which is awesome. And then he started to, um, this week, just venture out one day a week. <laughs> and it's important because we all need space, right, girls? A little bit? Yep. Um, I've got a husband, got kids, got elderly parents. Um, I've got all of you and all of your love and life as well. And um, just want to make things like relevant 
because we have a real life. Then I talked about, uh, secondly, peace and um, how important it is that we seek peace and then maintain peace. And um, this is another thing that I know because Robin shared about um, a conversation we had seven years ago um, when things, you can't get an answer. The why can't be answered this side of um, eternity. That's our answer is eternity. So basically, if we don't get peace here on earth because of something that's happened and we don't understand what, and it could be estrangement, it could be, it's always to do with some kind of loss. It's, it's, I don't know why this is out of my life now and I want it back in and it's not happening. That's where we say, okay, Father God, I can ask why all I like. And if you choose for me to find out later in heaven, it won't matter. And that's kind of where the, the books balance and we get peace. We have to have some kind of um, frame of reference in our head where we can, when everything like bottoms out, that we say, okay, Father God, I'm not going to spend my life ruminating what I can't fix. Because Romans says, if it's possible, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, Romans 12, 18, live at peace with everyone. If it's possible. And sometimes it's just not possible. So it doesn't mean we do cancel culture, like this person is getting on my nerves cancelled <laughs> at all. What this means is you've tried everything and that door of reconciliation is always open. And that's where we can see the grace of God um, do its work. And I've seen it in my own life and can tell you it's worth not hardening your heart over. So number three, we're going to move on now, um, is... And all these start with P. I don't know why I just got on a roll, but uh, perseverance. So this is a characteristic of resilience, or it's a key, sorry, a key to resilience is perseverance. And when I woke up this morning, I've got to tell you, I was not just tired, I was exhausted. And I'll tell you why I was exhausted. And here's a piece of real life. Um, it was London's 13th birthday yesterday. And we put too much in the day. That's uh, that's the summary of it. So it all looked good on paper until um, a couple of things. One thing ran late. The other thing was going to be early. Um, full house of people. Oh, Bella brought three friends down from Seattle as well to stay. And then London wanted a slumber party. I'm fine. I'm like, yep, let's do it. But honestly, <laughs> um, I woke up this morning and felt like I was hit by a truck. <laughs> and... I thought about this scripture because I'm going to read you a scripture, Galatians 6, 9, because we often, when we um, read this scripture or when this scripture is taught, it's about, um, you know, ministry life. But if we think about what primary ministry is, it's home. <laughs> and so let me read this scripture to you because uh, I want to encourage you about how I got myself together today. Um, I thought I, I did think a couple of times, oh, well, people will be away for the long weekend and I just will be away too. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, whoops, no, I've got to teach. Nope. <laughs> Here we go. Galatians 6, 9. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. And even though this morning when I woke up, I was like, like you know, some mornings are like, oh, I'm tired. But then you wake up and you're like, I had a really big day. Like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, 
I was actually spent in physically spent, but my heart was so full. My heart was so full. I went to sleep last night with so much noise downstairs. Thank the Lord for a downstairs. Didn't always have one, by the way. That's a new thing in my life. But the noise and the mess is nothing compared to the joy that comes from just letting kids be kids and all the friends over and all the other friends over from high school last night. And I'm like, I love you all. Bye. <laughs> they cleaned up though, which is really nice. Well, a little bit, you know, not to my standard, but it was superficially taken care of. But when it comes to doing good, um, you know, the, the weariness, this season, I've got to tell you, this awful COVID season is actually weird. Like, it's wearisome. It is wearisome because the the um, time application and energy is in a different area, and none of us had time to prep for this. If we all, I mean, I love to when Crystal talked about, you know, two years ago she prepared for the moment she's in now, um, and she would not have been able to do what she's doing with a newborn baby had she not been well and healthy enough to take care of. We none of us saw this coming. And, it's, and it takes its toll. And it's like, how do we catch up on not grow, growing weary? And, you know, if you're serving in our church, I just want to, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, if you feel like, you know, your capacity right now is 50%, um, it's 100% to the Lord. Like whatever, the fact that I'm doing this with you now, this is my thought, my revelation. I feel like not at my higher capacity today because I'm like tired, but me still doing this with you guys because I love you and I'm committed to seeing your lovely faces and sharing any kind of hope that I know is actually what it's all about. And so for us to say, okay, I, well, I don't have like blow dried hair or anything, but I do have makeup on. It's like I've, I've done something today. So let's not grow weary because weary is a worry. And when we're tired and when we are discouraged and disheartened, that's when we can start making um, crazy decisions. We can start thinking ourselves not clear. We can think ourselves around in circles. We can make up all kind of, you know, things in our head. When I was not part of sisterhood, which was for many years of my life, I used to not talk to, like, isolation. It's like isolation is the dumbest decisions I've ever made were when I was isolated, when I didn't talk to somebody when I didn't um, reach out and say, I actually need help. I need to know what to do with this situation. Young and dumb and all of the decisions that I made that were stupid were done because I asked the committee in my own head. And so this season of isolation, we're supposed to be like isolated. It's like it's counter kingdom culture. So then we've got a, this is a priority for us because without this, then I don't know what your point of connection is. I hope you're all in life group. I hope you're all in life group, even if it's a Zoom life group. And we've been having our in-person life group for um, a little while now. And it's so fun. Isn't it, Jana? I can see Jana's face. <laughs> Isn't it, Robert? Yeah, our life group is so fun. And it's like, we actually need to do community. So perseverance through this kind of a storm where we're like, oh, I just... I feel like this is even more tiring. I still got a job and I've got to work out how to do that. And I've got family at home all the time and I've got to work out how to get space. And I've got church commitments that are actually different than they were before. And in some aspects, I mean, it's easier now. Like Jonathan, when he talked about sitting 
on the couch watching himself on TV on a Sunday morning. He enjoys that. <laughs> so I don't watch the home segment unless I've made you because I don't like to watch it. But um, it is, it's kind of nice having that Sunday morning thing, but the, the work that goes into that for us, um, and Becky will attest to this, there's this work that goes into that program that's a different kind of pressure than turning up on a Sunday. So um, we've just got to remember that this scripture is so poignant for now. Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming, exclamation mark. This is what the Bible says. And I just want to encourage you not to uproot in fear what you planted in faith. This is a season where when you've planted keep believing for what God says because once we stick with it and we understand that the weary and the disheartened is going to come, but we've got to wait for the harvest and it's coming. And I believe God for that, for every single one of us, um, you know, individually and for our whole church. So we're not going to worry ourselves out of or talk ourselves out of the fact that God's not going to do something. God is going to do something if we've got faith and we keep our good seeds in the ground. So number four, uh, here's a key to resilience, uh, is promise. And I Googled, Becky might know the answer to this. I wouldn't actually be surprised, but I Googled um, how many promises of God are there in the Bible? <laughs> I can't tell you how many answers there were. I'm like, this is really funny. Like, and then who knows? And then is it the word promise or is it a covenant? Or how does somebody interpret? Is it God saying something that's a promise to me, but it doesn't use the word? Anyway, all that to say, I said to Jonathan, you know, who's like Mr. Teacher Man, um, how many? And he said, no idea. I thought, well, that's good. He said, there's a lot. <laughs> so we're not going to get stuck on a number, whether it's 5,000, 8,000. I would just say every page of the Bible is a promise. And I've been taking much longer doing my daily devotional than ever before. Like I used to say it would take me 15 minutes and it did. And now um, it's probably taking, I'm, I'm taking more time. I can read and I can absorb and I can process, but sitting there and actually studying devotionally has changed my year amazingly. And so the promises of God, and I'm, um, I talked to um, Jess recently about a new um, journal project that I'm going to work on for next year to accompany the one-year Bible, because after 20 years, I have so many notes and my old, really, really, really old Bible um, that I had for 10 years, I don't even know where the cover is, but it's like in two pieces. Um, revelation is missing. You know the scripture, if anyone takes away from this book, they'll be cursed. Oh my gosh, I lost the back page. But I, I tucked it into Psalms. The Father God knows. <laughs> True story. But I'm, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back over my 20-year cover-to-cover real-life Bible devotional journal experience and I'm going to capture some of the things because I want to help everyone have a promise for the day. So what is our promise today? And we're going to um, go into our groups now. I'm going to read to you 2 Corinthians 
1, 20, and this is what the Bible says, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen, God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with his, his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. I love the word of God. Yes and amen. So we've just got to have our yes and our amen because he's already got his. So we're going to um, break up into our groups because last time I was, I took too much time away from you knowing that this is a big subject and it's really good to have conversation. So we're going to do that and then we'll, we will resume um, in 20 minutes. So that is at 11.45. And I want to share one more uh, key with you before we wrap up at 12. And we'll do a giving then too. Awesome. All right. Let's have fun in our breakouts, girls. Good morning. Hi. See my mom. I see Allison. I see Betty and Linda. I've got I got the big guns right here. No. The old ones. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um, okay, so we're gonna share about promise. Um and I'll go first just because I love this word. I love the word promise. The reason why I love the word promise is um, I, I've known the Lord since I was a child. And there was a song that I used to sing when I was a child. And I won't sing it, but I'll, I'll tell you the words real quick. And it's something that even in my old age, now, today, my adult age, I still sing that song in my head when I'm feeling like I just need a boost of faith or I need a boost of God. So the words are, I am a promise. I am a possibility. possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. I am a great big bundle of potentiality. Lots of peace. <laughs> I'm learning to hear God's words and I'm learning to do, make the right choices. And it goes on and on and on. Cause I'm a promise to be anything God wants me to be. Boom. <laughs> so what that song means to me, I, I didn't even really realize, but it, it, when I sang that song as a child, it gave me the joy of the Lord. And it gave me the, like a promise that God was always going to be with me, that he was always going to guide me, that I was going to have this God-filled life um, because he has promised to always be with me and guide me and help me make the right choices and give me this God life. And so that is why I love the word promise because it just fills me with love, <laughs> God's love. So um, anyone else wanna share something about promise? I would say, I think it's interesting because uh, I tend to be leery of the word um, because 
I remember even just watching, and it stands out when it goes back into the room. <laughs> okay, do we have a good chat? What do we talk about? We Let me hear from Polly. We talked a lot. So we talked about um, asking God to recharge us every morning, mm -hmm. when and when when we're reading our Bible to look for those promises, like you spoke about. Mm -hmm. um, Betty gave us Hebrews eleven eleven. And Allison gave us Zechariah 9.12. So we, I'm going to meditate on those verses as well. Awesome. Um, I really need to wear my glasses. This is terrible. I wanted to share. Um, so when I, we went off into our break, I went off into my, where is this particular thing? I'm, I'm known for having a stash of history, generational history in my house. And when I was talking about promises, I, this was not part of my original notes, but um, when we went off into break, I wanted to go and find my Auntie Eileen's Bible. And I found it. It's like, see how old it is? Can you see? It's like super old. Uh, well, this is the most amazing. And I want to, I'm not going to, go into the story now because I want to do that next time and take time with it because at the end of the day, um, you know, life is, life is long in seasons like this, but life is short. And so we've got to remember the promises of God are to equip us for our earth life, but to assure us of our eternal life. And um, I, I was looking for this because this is a Bible that her mother gave her. So Auntie Eileen would now be like 113 years old. And this is the Bible her mother gave her. And my Auntie Eileen was not a Christian and she had no kids. Um, she was married to my Uncle Horry, Horry and Eileen, such a cute couple. Uh, she was mink coats and opera. She was mm -hmm. like the fun auntie. She would travel. Um, her home was just full of collectibles from all of her travels and everything. Um, it doesn't mean she didn't want to have babies and, you know, no one talked about stuff like that back then, but um, I was a loving niece, loved her. And then when she was 93, um, my mum took care of her and my grandma at the same time. And they passed away within 10 hours of each other in the same hospital, which was a lot. All that to say my auntie, he had never ever talked about God was not a churchgoer and my mum led her to the Lord in hospital hours before she went out into eternity and when they when the um, estate people came in to clear out her home because she didn't have any kids um, there were my mum's cousins all actually she left she left her house to all the men in the in the family male cousins and not to my mum because she was a girl which is <laughs> super funny my mum took care of her but you know when it came to because she didn't have any um kids uh so they came through the house and they pretty much turned it upside down because she was a bit eccentric and they they said she's got cash you know stashed somewhere let's let's they literally i was so sad when i went in because mum said do you want to come and see if there's anything you want of Arnie eileen's and I was able to take three things, um, but the house was turned upside down and it was just so awful. 
and mum opened a drawer and she said, my goodness, I found a Bible. Do you want the Bible? <laughs> yes, I want the Bible. And I was reading, looking through it. This Bible actually was used at some point. Um, it's got a few pictures. It's got a negative of a, of a photo, if you can see that. It's got, so she, she had used it. And this is really interesting because for those of us who are believing God for family members, this is what promise is about. It's not just for us managing our earth life. This is about um, seeing everyone come to heaven with us. And so I looked up, I was looking through and I saw some um, notes and she wrote in Hebrews, um, my mother's last words to me. And she underlined, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So her mother went out into eternity, giving her those last words. And my mum was able to lead her to Jesus. This is promise. We've got to believe this generationally. And that is why I am absolutely like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be obsessed with anything, but if I am, it's here's, here's the old guy that fell apart without the back of revelation. <laughs> and here's the, the next one. And it's got, okay, ready girls? Wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait. Give me one second. This is actually, talk about um, memory lane. Anyone remember this? It's an old sisterhood card. We used to have those back in the day. And my current one is um, faring well haven't been traveling as much. It's still got a spine. So when it comes to promise, um, I hope you were in when your breakout groups were on that someone shared a promise with somebody that needed it. Because remember, isolation is no friend. And this is why we do this. Because he will never leave. I'll, I'll share this with you. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never, ever do that. And even though people come and go, that's our amazing Heavenly Father. Um, so I really hope that was encouraging today. I want to share a little bit more about that story. Um, oh, no, I've got a minute. I can tell you. The, I'll tell you the punchline. There's a punchline to the story. Jonathan's always telling me, don't say the punchline. Uh, so when we um, were looking at through the house, Aunt Eileen's house and the Bible, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's all I want. All of her fur coats and jewels and whatever. They'd already been taken or I wouldn't have wanted them anyway. The, she had a dresser in her room. She had a separate bedroom to Uncle Horry. Now, back in the day, that was like a normal thing. I don't know if you have any relatives that go back that far that you can remember. So um, maybe that's why they didn't have kids. Just kidding. No, they just needed this space. <laughs> so Auntie Eileen had a beautiful dresser and uh, a little, um, little side cabinets and like so quaint and I said to Jonathan, I want those because the estate people left there. They were going to the dumpster. The Bible was going to the dumpster. The dresser was going to the dumpster. And so I said, can I please have that? I want it for Bella. I want it. And we're talking about, gee, how long ago is this, Jess? 16 years ago, 17, 18. I don't know. It was like early 2000s, whatever. And so Jonathan, um, oh, by the way, we didn't have any room. We hadn't moved into our beautiful house we built 
where, he's like, where are we going to put it? I said, well, Arthur's garage. That's a whole other story. That's our next door neighbour. We could ask him if we could put it there. There was nowhere to put it. Bella didn't even have a bedroom. She slept on the floor of her brother's room. But I wanted this dresser for future for her. So Jonathan pulls the mirror off. It's beautiful, like this beautiful vanity dresser. And behind the mirror is a wad of cash. $1,500 in $100 notes in old money. So now it's plastic, but it's like old money. And she had taped the cash to the back of the dresser. And so <laughs> it was like Aunty Eileen was saying, yeah, you can take my coats, my fur coats, you can take my jewellery, but if you don't take what I love most, which is my little my dresser, then you're not going to get the, it was just so typical. They, I mean, they literally tore mattresses apart to try and find and sofas to try and get cash. They knew she was like cash hoarder. So what did Jonathan do with the money? He gave it to the estate and they split it between all the brothers, the cousin men. Who cares? We wanted the dresser. And the other thing was a picture she had on her wall of an exotic um, woman with a red flower and she had dark hair. And I wanted that picture because every time I went to Aunty Eileen's, there was a framed picture of someone beautiful with dark hair because I grew up in a family of blondes. It's a whole nother story. But so I've got, I've got all three things. One, two, three. And finance is not ever the problem. What's in our heart is always what God's interested in. So we're going to... Um, give our offering this morning. <laughs> I wanted to share that story because, you know, what would we do? Here's a question. What would we do if we found that? It's, like, it's kind of like not dissimilar to Crystal. It's this beautiful princess baby, but she knows she's a custodian right now. And it, it's you trust God beyond. You're not going to be like clinging and grabbing and nope. And so when it comes to our giving, let's be generous. And you know, this message and this series resilience um, came to my heart from the book of Job. And we finished Job this week, thank goodness, onto Ecclesiastes. That's a whole nother thing. I had to go and kind of relook at why is he doing this? <laughs> if, if it is Solomon, we don't know, teacher, but we think it's Solomon. Anyway, at the end of Job, this is what the Bible says, God blessed him twice as much in the latter part of his life than the former part twice as much you know what that means girls double for our trouble so let's not um take father god out of the equation let's trust him and let's give generously knowing that god is going to give us a return father i thank you in jesus name for every woman here and every family represented and for our precious sisters who couldn't be with us today, Father. We thank you for this opportunity that we have um, and that you have provided for us through technology, Father God. Thank you for providing this for us so that we are not isolated, we're not on our own, that we've got each other, we're, we are a community and we are believing, um, Father God, that you are going to bless us financially, relationally, um, in our health, Father, I pray for anyone that needs healing in their body right now. Father, that you would touch them from the, the top of their head to the ends of their feet. Healing and blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord God. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Jesse. Awesome. We're over and out, girls. Okay, I love you. We are having a two-week break because uh, we're doing two Saturday night services in a row, which is very exciting. So we're doing our next Saturday night service, which is our communion service. And the following Saturday night, we have um, a very special worship night planned. So um, just to let us all kind of breathe and not double up on stuff. Um, I'll miss you, but I'll be ready the week after. And please be, you know, be committed to being connected. And if you want to, um, you can, well, Jess, how, how do people get connected if they're listening in now? Um, you can jump on our online, newportchurch.com sisterhood, and you can connect with us there. And then we'll make sure that we send an email, we'll call, and we can continue to send the link so that we can get connected here, as well as life groups and church online every Sunday morning. So or definitely through our online portal, or you can even message on Instagram if you follow us, and I will write back. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you. Be safe. And love be cool. you. Thank you. We'll Happy see you all online. Days. Love you all. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. See ya. Um, when things, you can't get an answer. The why can't be answered this side of um, eternity. That's our answer is eternity. So basically, if we don't get peace here on earth because of something that's happened and we don't understand what, and it could be estrangement. It could be, it's always to do with some kind of loss. It's, it's, I don't know why this is out of my life now and I want it back in and it's not happening. That's where we say, okay, father God, I can ask why all I like. And if you choose for me to find out later in heaven, it won't matter. And that's kind of where the, the books balance and we get peace. We have to have some kind of um, frame of reference in our head where we can, when everything like bottoms out, that we say, okay, Father God, I'm not going to spend my life ruminating what I can't fix. Because Romans says, if it's possible, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, Romans 12, 18, live at peace with everyone. If it's possible. And sometimes it's just not possible. So it doesn't mean we do cancel culture, like this person is getting on my nerves cancelled <laughs> at all. What this means is you've tried everything and that door of reconciliation is always open. And that's where we can see the grace of God um, do its work. And I've seen it in my own life and can tell you it's worth not hardening your heart over. So number three, we're going to move on now, um, is... And all these start with P. I don't know why I just got on a roll, but uh, perseverance. So this is a characteristic of resilience, or it's a key, sorry, key to resilience is perseverance. And when I woke up this morning, I've got to tell you, I was not just tired, I was exhausted. And I'll tell you why I was exhausted. And here's a piece of real life. Um, it was London's 13th birthday yesterday. And we put too much in the day. That's that's the summary of it. So it all looked good on paper until um, a couple of things. One thing ran late. The other thing was going to be early. Um, full house of people. Oh, Bella brought three friends down from Seattle as well to stay. And then London wanted a slumber party. I'm fine. I'm like, yep, let's do it. But honestly, 
Um, I woke up this morning and felt like I was hit by a truck. <laughs> and I thought about this scripture, because I'm going to read you a scripture, Galatians 6, 9. Because we often, when we um, read this scripture or when this scripture is taught, it's about um, in a ministry life. But if we think about what primary ministry is, it's home. <laughs> and so let me read this scripture to you because uh, I want to encourage you about how I got myself together today. Um, I, thought, I, I did think a couple of times, oh, well, people will be away for the long weekend and I just will be away too. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, whoops, no, I've got to teach. Nope. <laughs> Here we go. Galatians 6, 9. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. And even though this morning when I woke up, I was like, like you know, some mornings they're like, oh, I'm tired. But then you wake up and you're like, I had a really big day. Like, I'm exhausted. Um, I was actually spent in, physically spent, but my heart was so full. My heart was so full. I went to sleep last night with so much noise downstairs. Thank the Lord for a downstairs. Didn't always have one, by the way. That's a new thing in my life. But the noise and the mess is nothing compared to the joy that comes from just letting kids be kids and all the friends over and all the other friends over from high school last night. And I'm like, I love you all. Bye. <laughs> they cleaned up though, which is really nice. Well, a little bit, you know, not to my standard, but it was superficially taken care of. But when it comes to doing good, um, you know, the, the weariness, this season, I've got to tell you, this awful COVID season is actually weird. Like it's wearisome. It is wearisome because the, the um, time application and energy is in a different area. And none of us had time to prep for this. If we all, I mean, I love to, when Crystal talked about, you know, two years ago, she prepared for the moment she's in now. Um, and she would not have been able to do what she's doing with a newborn baby had she not been well and healthy enough to take care of we none of us saw this coming and it's and it takes its toll and it's like how do we catch up on not grow, growing weary and you know if you're serving in our church i just want to i thank you from the bottom of my heart um if you feel like you know your capacity right now is 50 percent um it's a hundred percent to the lord like whatever, the fact that I'm doing this with you now, this is my thought, my revelation. I feel like not at my higher capacity today because I'm like tired, but me still doing this with you guys because I love you and I'm committed to seeing your lovely faces and sharing any kind of hope, that I know is actually what it's all about. And so for us to say, okay, I well, I don't have like blow dried hair or anything, but I do have makeup on. It's like I've, I've done something today. So let's not grow weary because weary is a worry. And when we're tired and when we are discouraged and disheartened, that's when we can start making um, crazy decisions. We can start thinking ourselves not clear. We can think ourselves around in circles. We can make up all kind of, you know, things in our head. When I was not part of sisterhood, which was for many years of my life, I used to not talk to like isolation. It's like isolation is the dumbest decisions I've ever made were when I was isolated, when I didn't talk to somebody, when I didn't um, reach out and say, I actually need help. I need to know what to do with this situation, young and dumb. And all of the decisions that I made that were stupid were done because I asked the committee in my own head. 
And so this season of isolation, we're supposed to be like isolated. It's like it's counter kingdom culture. So then we've got a, this is a priority for us because without this, then I don't know what your point of connection is. I hope you're all in life group. I hope you're all in life group, even if it's a Zoom life group. And we've been having our in-person life group for um, a little while now. And it's so fun. Isn't it, Jana? I can see Jana's face. <laughs> Isn't it, Robert? Yeah, our life group is so fun. And it's like we actually need to do community. So perseverance through this kind of a storm where we're like, oh, I just, I feel like this is even more tiring. I still got a job and I've got to work out how to do that. And I've got family at home all the time and I've got to work out how to get space. And I've got church commitments that are actually different than they were before. And in some aspects, I mean, it's easier now. Like Jonathan, when he talked about sitting on the couch, watching himself on TV on a Sunday morning, he enjoys that. <laughs> so I don't watch the home segment unless I've made to, because I don't like to watch it, but um, it is, it's kind of nice having that Sunday morning thing, but the, the work that goes into that for us, um, and Becky will attest to this, there's this work that goes into that program. That's a different kind of pressure than turning up on a Sunday. So um, we've just got to remember that this scripture is so poignant for now. Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming exclamation mark. This is what the Bible says. And I just want to encourage you not to uproot in fear what you planted in faith. This is a season where when you've planted, keep believing for what God says, because once we stick with it and we understand that the weary and the disheartened is going to come, but we've got to wait for the harvest and it's coming. And I believe God for that, for every single one of us, um, you know, individually and for our whole church. So we're not going to worry ourselves out of or talk ourselves out of the fact that God's not going to do something. God is going to do something if we've got faith and we keep our good seeds in the ground. So number four, uh, here's a key to resilience uh, is promise. And I Googled, Becky might know the answer to this. I wouldn't actually be surprised, but I Googled um, how many promises of God are there in the Bible? <laughs> I can't tell you how many answers there were. I'm like, this is really funny. Like, and then who knows? And then is it the word promise or is it a covenant? Or how does somebody interpret? Is it God saying something that's a promise to me, but it doesn't use the word? Anyway, all that to say, I said to Jonathan, you know, who's like Mr. Teacher Man, um, how many? And he said, no idea. I thought, well, that's good. He said, there's a lot. <laughs> so we're not going to get stuck on a number, whether it's 5,000, 8,000. I would just say every page of the Bible is a promise. And I've been taking much longer doing my daily devotional than ever before. Like I used to say it would take me 15 minutes and it did. And now um, it's probably taking, I'm, I'm taking more time. I can read and I can absorb and I can process, but sitting there and actually studying devotionally has changed my year amazingly. 
And so the promises of God, and I'm, um, I talked to um, Jess recently about a new um, journal project that I'm going to work on for next year to accompany the one-year Bible because after 20 years, I have so many notes and my old, really, really, really old Bible um, that I had for 10 years, I don't even know where the cover is, but it's like in two pieces. Um, Revelation is missing. You know the scripture, if anyone takes away from this book, they'll be cursed. Oh my gosh, I lost the back page. But I, I tucked it into Psalms. The Father God knows. <laughs> True story. But I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back over my 20-year cover-to-cover real-life Bible devotional journal experience and I'm going to capture some of the things because I want to help everyone have a promise for the day. So what is our promise today? And we're going to um, go into our groups now. I'm going to read to you 2 Corinthians 1, 20. And this is what the Bible says. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray. The great amen. God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with his, his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. I love the word of God. Yes and amen. So we've just got to have our yes and our amen because he's already got his. So we're going to um, break up into our groups because last time I was, I took too much time away from you knowing that this is a big subject and it's really good to have conversation. So we're going to do that and then we'll, we will resume um, in 20 minutes. So that is at 11.45. And I want to share one more uh, key with you before we wrap up at 12 and we'll do a giving then too. Awesome. All right. Let's have fun in our breakout. Do we have a good chat? What do we talk about? We Let me hear from Polly. We talked a lot. So we talked about um, asking God to recharge us every morning when, and when, when we're reading our Bible to look for those promises, like you spoke about, mm -hmm. um, Betty gave us, Hebrews 11, 11, and Allison gave us Zechariah 9, 12. So we, I'm going to meditate on those verses as well. Awesome. Um, I really need to wear my glasses. This is terrible. I wanted to share. Um, so when I, we went off into our break, I went off into my, where is this particular thing? I'm, I'm known for having a stash of history generational history in my house. And when I was talking about promises, I, this was not part of my original notes, but um, when we went off into break, I wanted to go and find my Auntie Eileen's Bible. And I found it. It's like, see how old it is? Can you see? It's like super old. Uh, well, this is the most amazing. And I want to, I'm not going to, go into the story now because I want to do that next time and take time with it because at the end of the day, um, you know, life is, life is long in seasons like this, but life is short. And so we've got to remember the promises of God are to equip us for 
our earth life, but to assure us of our eternal life. And um, I, I was looking for this because this is a Bible that her mother gave her. So Auntie Eileen would now be like 113 years old. And this is the Bible her mother gave her. And my Auntie Eileen was not a Christian and she had no kids. Um, she was married to my Uncle Horry, Horry and Eileen, such a cute couple. Uh, she was mink coats and opera. She was mm -hmm. like the fun auntie. She would travel. Um, her home was just full of collectibles from all of her travels and everything. Um, it doesn't mean she didn't want to have babies. And, you know, no one talked about stuff like that back then. But um, I was a loving niece, loved her. And then when she was 93, um, my mum took care of her and my grandma at the same time. And they passed away within 10 hours of each other in the same hospital, which was a lot. All that to say, my auntie had never, ever talked about God, was not a churchgoer. And my mum led her to the Lord in hospital hours before she went out into eternity. And when they, when the um, estate people came in to clear out her home, because she didn't have any kids, um, there were my mum's cousins. All actually, she left. She left her house to all the men in the in the family, male cousins, and not to my mum, because she was a girl, which is. <laughs> super funny my mum took care of her but you know when it came to because she didn't have any um kids uh so they came through the house and they pretty much turned it upside down because she was a bit eccentric and they they said she's got cash you know stashed somewhere let's let's they literally i was so sad when i went in because mum said do you want to come and see if there's anything you want of Arnie eileen's and i was able to take three things um, but the house was turned upside down and it was just so awful. And mum opened a drawer and she said, my goodness, I found a Bible. Do you want the Bible? <laughs> yes, I want the Bible. And I was reading, looking through it. This Bible actually was used at some point. Um, it's got a few pictures. It's got a negative of a, of a photo, if you can see that. It's got, so she, she had used it. And this is really interesting because for those of us who are believing God for family members, this is what promise is about. It's not just for us managing our earth life. This is about um, seeing everyone come to heaven with us. And so I looked up, I was looking through and I saw some um, notes and she wrote in Hebrews, um, my mother's last words to me. And she underlined, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So her mother went out into eternity, giving her those last words. And my mum was able to lead her to Jesus. This is promise. We've got to believe this generationally. And that is why I am absolutely like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be obsessed with anything, but if I am, it's here's, here's the old guy that fell apart without the back of revelation. <laughs> And here's the, the next one. And it's got, okay, ready girls? Wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll wait. Give me one second. This is actually, talk about um, memory lane. Anyone remember this? 
it's an old sisterhood card. We used to have those back in the day. And my current one is um, faring well. Haven't been traveling as much. It's still got a spine. So when it comes to promise, um, I hope you were in when your breakout groups were on that someone shared a promise with somebody that needed it. Because remember, isolation is no friend. And this is why we do this. Because he will never leave. I'll, I'll share this with you. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never, ever do that. And even though people come and go, that's our amazing Heavenly Father. Um, so I really hope that was encouraging today. I want to share a little bit more about that story. Um, oh, no, I've got a minute. I can tell you. The, I'll tell you the punchline. There's a punchline to the story. Jonathan's always telling me, don't say the punchline. Uh, so when we um, were looking at through the house, Aunt Eileen's house and the Bible, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's all I want. All of her fur coats and jewels and whatever, they'd already been taken or I wouldn't have wanted them anyway. The, she had a dresser in her room. She had a separate bedroom to Uncle Horry. Now, back in the day, that was like a normal thing. I don't know if you have any relatives that go back that far that you can remember. So um, maybe that's why they didn't have kids. Just kidding. No, they just needed this space. <laughs> so Auntie Eileen had a beautiful dresser and uh, a little um, little side cabinets and like so quaint. And I said to Jonathan, I want those because the estate people left there. They were going to the dumpster. The Bible was going to the dumpster. The dresser was going to the dumpster. And so I said, can I please have that? I want it for Bella. I want it. And we're talking about, gee, how long ago is this, Jess? 16 years ago, 17, 18. I don't know. It was like early 2000s, whatever. And so Jonathan, um, oh, by the way, we didn't have any room. We hadn't moved into our beautiful house we built. And he's like, where are we going to put it? I said, well, Arthur's garage. That's a whole other story. That's our next door neighbour. We could ask him if we could put it there. There was nowhere to put it. Bella didn't even have a bedroom. She slept on the floor of her brother's room. But I wanted this dresser for future for her. So Jonathan pulls the mirror off. It's beautiful, like this beautiful vanity dresser. And behind the mirror is a wad of cash. $1,500 in $100 notes in old money. So now it's plastic, but it's like old money. And she had taped the cash to the back of the dresser. And so <laughs> it was like Aunty Eileen was saying, yeah, you can take my coats, my fur coats, you can take my jewellery, but if you don't take what I love most, which is my little, my dresser, then you're not going to get the, it was just so typical. They, I mean, they literally tore mattresses apart to try and find and sofas to try and get cash. They knew she was like cash hoarder. So what did Jonathan do with the money? He gave it to the estate and they split it between all the brothers, the cousin men. Who cares? We wanted the dresser. And the other thing was a picture she had on her wall of an exotic um, woman with a red flower and she had dark hair. And I wanted that picture because every time I went to Aunty Eileen's, there was a framed picture of someone beautiful with dark hair because I grew up in a family of blondes. It's a whole nother story. But so I've got, I've got all three things. One, two, three. And finance is not ever the problem. 
what's in our heart is always what God's interested in. So we're going to um, give our offering this morning. <laughs> I wanted to share that story because, you know, what would we do? Here's a question. What would we do if we found that? It's, like, it's kind of like not dissimilar to Crystal. It's this beautiful princess baby, but she knows she's a custodian right now. And it, it's you trust God beyond. You're not going to be like clinging and grabbing and nope. And so when it comes to our giving, let's be generous. And, you know, this message and this series, Resilience, um, came to my heart from the book of Job. And we finished Job this week, thank goodness, onto Ecclesiastes. That's a whole other thing. I had to go and kind of relook at why is he doing this? <laughs> if, if it is Solomon, we don't know, teacher, but we think it's Solomon. Anyway, at the end of Job, this is what the Bible says. God blessed him twice as much in the latter part of his life than the former part. Twice as much. You know what that means, girls? Double for our trouble. So let's not um, take Father God out of the equation. Let's trust him and let's give generously, knowing that God is going to give us a return. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for every woman here and every family represented and for our precious sisters who couldn't be with us today, Father. We thank you for this opportunity that we have um, and that you have provided for us through technology, Father God. Thank you for providing this for us so that we are not isolated. We're not on our own, that we've got each other. We're, we are a community and we are believing, um, Father God, that you are going to bless us financially, relationally, um, in our health. Father, I pray for anyone that needs healing in their body right now. Father, that you would touch them from the, the top of their head to the ends of their feet. Healing and blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord God. Amen. 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 Jesse. Awesome. We're over and out, girls. Okay, I love you. We are having a two-week break because uh, we're doing two Saturday night services in a row, which is very exciting. So we're doing our next Saturday night service which is our communion service. And the following Saturday night, we have um, a very special worship night planned. So um, just to let us all kind of breathe and not double up on stuff. Um, I'll miss you, but I'll be ready the week after. And please be, you know, be committed to being connected. And if you want to, um, you can, well, Jess, how, how do people get connected if they're listening in now? Um, you can jump on our online newportchurch.com sisterhood and you can connect with us there and then we'll make sure that we send an email we'll call and we can continue to send the link so that we can get connected here as well as life groups and church online every sunday morning so or definitely through our online portal or you can even message on instagram if you follow us and i will write back <laughs> awesome yeah. all right well i love you be safe and love be cool. you thank you we'll Happy see you online. love you all Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye.